listening to Around Comics. Facebook or Twitter, or Twitch or we're not on Instagram. We are on Instagram, but not on Instagram. Anyway, you are listening to Around Comics, the comic book podcast where we talk about everything in and around the world of comics. I'm Brian Salazar. With me, as always, is Christopher Neesman and Faces Tom for Radio. Faces for Radio. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely have many more. Uh, audio subscribers than than video. We're not. No. We're not. Really. It's probably it's probably for the best. I think we need to uh, go back to the old days where I challenged other YouTuber podcasters to fight. Like I could be like I was. I was doing Jake Paul before Jake Paul. Yeah. I was challenging podcasters to fight. Also getting your ass whipped when it mattered. Now I'm too old. Um, too old for that game. What's up, gentlemen? Welcome to episode 375. Heroes don't do that. Uh, we're, here. We're, here. we're here. We're here. We're live. Yeah. We're, I'm ready we're, to start uh, with an all-new number one. Can we start happening. with an all-new number one? No. I uh, No, we can't start with an all-new number one. We are, we are on 375. We haven't even gotten to 400 episodes. That's bullshit. We way over four hundred with all the specials and the 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 extras and all that. We're at least six hundred. Those aren't in canon. It feels like so many more. Those are annuals and like uh, legends. Those are legends, not canon. Or the, uh, El- Elseworlds. They're Elseworld yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. Where Chris talks to Chris Staros. Um, which, speaking of, uh, that uh, just dropped to. Day. We promised finally. Oh, I know it was. I was well. Here's the thing. So Chris Daros, Chris Daros started doing uh, one-on-one comics coaching, and kind of like a his pandemic way to stay involved and and do portfolio reviews, and uh, and it, it's like a hundred bucks for like an hour of of really? in-depth one-on-one. Uh, comics coaching and knowing Chris, he probably goes over in time because he's, he's, uh, he's that cool. Um, but yeah, so if you're an aspiring comic book artist or creator, uh, cause I think he does script reviews as well. You head on over to chrisstaros.com and, uh, information there, but we did this awesome, uh, little 10 minute interview, but if you want to hear the full 30 minute interview, which we get into, uh, top shelf and some of the creators like Jeff Lemire and Matt Kent, who had started there, and um, just talking about like the the pre and now post pandemic uh, world of, of of comic publishing, uh, you can check that out at patreon.com uh, slash around comics. It was good. It was, it was a nice a nice chat, and uh, and I miss Chris because he's such a great guy. I have not had a chance to listen to it, but uh... yeah, you'll like it. I think you'll dig it. You'll like um, and then. Yeah, and then Tom, you've got a you've got a Tom versus this yeah. week. Yeah, it's up there. 
I have to put it up. I I, uh, I have not had an opportunity yet. I literally just did it. Just did just now. Just nice. now. Loaded it up. Nice. Oh, so nice. It's waiting. How's everybody not, doing? Um, I have uh pulled rib rib muscles. I think I yeah. tore rib muscle cartilage or something. Nice. Uh, other than that, not bad. Hanging in there. Pretty good. Yeah, me too. Tore some, <laughs> some worry, and, Tom, I never worry about you, but I mean, come on. <laughs> Look at I'm Sal. I'm Look good. Yeah. If anyone's gonna go, it's one of the one of us two. <laughs> hey, I think like, we know. I think we know who it is. <laughs> I think we're the odds favorite. No, I have bad genetics, so I'm probably yeah. short short on yeah. the list. Yeah, but I'm I have bad li- I have I have bad life habits. <laughs> The round comics death pool. Yeah, who's gonna go for everybody? Which I'm, one of us goes? Got a feeling I'm the favorite. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, we're gonna talk about some comics. I'm, I'm actually probably. I think I told Marta this is probably the most unprepared I've ever been for an episode of Around Comics. Don't sell yourself short. You've been. <laughs> I, I've way. I'm a little surprised. I feel like, yeah, are you ever? Do you prepare that much? <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> I'm a little, I guess I'm just a little surprised. Chris used Touché. to I, yeah. Oh God, you remember back in the day? I mean, we would come into a show. I'd have probably anywhere from twelve to twenty pages of notes yeah. and the entire like show Dude. runner stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'd have the news from the week yeah, uh, printed out that we would that we would go over. Now I don't pay attention to any of it, and then I get a text from Sal. It's like, so have you heard about the? Have you heard about about this Batman going down on Catwoman stuff? Batlash. It's Batlash. <laughs> no, sorry, <laughs> missed that one. So should we start on that? Should we start on uh, on uh, talk uh, about Bat, Bat Cat Oral Sex? Yeah, sure. Fill me in. What's going? What's going on? Catalingus. Um, <laughs> yeah, like that. I I guess uh, um, the the showrunners for the Harley Quinn cartoon. Yeah, which has, is which is brilliant. Which is hilarious and and very yeah. you know graphic and and lots of bad stuff happens. That it's not made for kids. Yeah. They yeah. had a scene where Harley, I think, walked in on Bat man going down on Catwoman. And that would be a very Harley Quinn show thing to do. And the the DC powers that be were like, no, not gonna happen. Sorry, we can't let you know. And they asked why and, and they're like, well heroes don't do that. <laughs> and That's, and I get what they're you know and, and I I, I think I think like every woman that I've ever met would say that is false. That that is exactly what a, heroes do. <laughs> and there was a, there was a lot of that on Twitter. There was a lot of of people either complaining about it or joking about it. But it was all what what struck me as funny is that, and I and I said Twitter is like no matter you know what gender or identity or race or where you come from, if you're a comic book nerd. You are a horny, awkward dork. You just and have no like and and you're creepy. And it's creepy that you f- either are 
Yeah, Batman. Yeah, Batman would do that. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, well, well the question is, I mean, was he in costume? And I, I think the I answer don't. to that is probably yes. I, I just, I find it funny that, the, and a lot of it was like sort of the same people that would complain about like uh, Power Girl's boob window costume. Mm-hmm. But they're obsessed with the fact that Batman should would you know should eat Catwoman's box like that's <laughs> that's what they're obsessed with. That's okay. So it's just yeah, it's just a ridiculous you know sort of uh, yeah. Obsessed. It sounds like yeah, it sounds hilarious. I mean, it is funny when you think about it. Is it is funny when you think about like the incredible graphic violence. Batman has been oh, yeah. involved in and just like you know, they get like Dark Knight just like snapping dudes' arms and just you know, like I would say the, that's not made for kids either. I yeah, don't know, it's, a, it's just yeah. it's a very American, like weird, it, like violence is extremely okay, yeah, and sex it, is it, like strangely like. Yeah, I, I, I forgot what documentary it was, but they were talking about um. It was a rock and roll or punk documentary, and they're talking about the early years of of uh, Alice Cooper. Garfunkel. Oh, uh, but no, I mean Alice Cooper started out as this like glam uh, cross dressing band. You know, like early early Alice Cooper, they it, they weren't doing the horror thing. They were it was a glam like cross they were wearing dresses and just absolutely not palatable for the american consumer whenever they did the horror thing then it took off and i think that's you know so to back up tom we're really good at like grotesque horror and violence but anything that is batman had definitely has sex yeah batman has sex (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Batman, Munch, Batman, Fox. Batman, oral, oral sex, Batman. Yeah. Um, well, I, I can, you know, I, I certainly agree with both of you on that. I do, I do think that part of it is like, at least with a cartoon or to some degree, the, the hyper violence, I guess, I don't know. It's, it's to me or like horror is easier to sort of shrug away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. then, then it, it, you yeah. know, the idea of like Batman's e- yeah. <laughs> just like um, head bopping up and down. I, you know, yeah, well, like, I mean that, that goes back to the whole, and I think Batman more than any other mainstream superhero, there's a lot of discussion on, you know, his, celibacy or not celibacy. I think we talked to Rucka about this way back in the day. It's like, does Batman even, does Bruce Wayne even have a sexual relationship with anyone? Batman fucks. Let's get get it. Well, this guy, this guy, this guy fucks. Two points I would bring up. One, Batman's a billionaire and billionaires don't need to give head. Two, Wow, Catwoman walks around wow, in leather. He's just a giving person. <laughs> Cat Catwoman walks around in leather pants for like eighteen hours a day. I yeah, really can't it's that shower person. first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't. Uh, know. It's, it's it's so ridiculous. Yeah. The whole thing is so ridiculous. But it's just as funny to me, like that people get upset about it. In in and and yet, 
it's like haven't we haven't, bad. haven't bad we already movie. gone through this like it wasn't didn't we know it was creepy sure. like to talk about <laughs> i don't know i just i feel bad for the wives of whoever these warner brothers executives if they're men <laughs> Oh, they're they're getting it somewhere. Immediate, like, uh, yeah, it's just funny. Yeah, it is. It probably not worth talking about. So, how about we talk about some actual uh, comics? Talk about some cunnilingus and some classic, so classic oral sex scenes. I read Black Kiss this week. No, so, so you uh, you said that you had read uh, a couple things that I have not heard about. So it's probably stuff that came up on Future Stacks this week. Future Stacks? No, there was no Future Stacks. Thanks, for <laughs> appreciate it. Thanks for rubbing that. I in. feel like it's a sign of the end times. Like, you're thanks for like, rubbing my face in it, Chris. Oh, like, pun intended. The hey, future. I actually, I actually had Patreon content this week. So the I future can... is so bleak. It's pointless to try and guess what'll <laughs> happen in a few days because who knows. Every week. Every week I just do like 10 minutes of just give up. Why just are you comics this <laughs> are we even gonna be here on Wednesday? Yeah, don't bother. Or whatever. I'll just yeah, it's Wednesday. Forget it. Just forget it, it all. Sucks. They're all bad this week. My guess is they're all bad. Comics are terrible. Future stacks. <laughs> no, hey, uh, I read um, well, I caught up on uh, I think I had mentioned this book before. I I was reading um, James Bond, Agent of Spectre, and the fourth issue mm-hmm. came out, and uh, I had caught up. I didn't. I read issue one and two, and so then I I caught up on three and four. And Christos Gage is a really good Bond writer. Like he's writing a very good, yeah. just a really good Bond story. Like this could Christos easily... Gage is just a good writer. Yeah, and and this could easily be a like a Bond movie. I mean, he's doing although. The only thing I would say, you know, it's it's um, it it almost feels like it would be an earlier, but like a young Bond story, but it's actually an older Bond portrayed in the in the story. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the basic story is him; uh, he is uh, he's chasing down Spectre, and then he finds out that Blowfield has actually set a trap for him but not to kill you bond but to offer him a deal um he basically offers james 15 million dollars to kill a rival of his in in specter and uh james bond agrees uh but of course it's james bond so you know there's more than just that and um, and it's this really great, you know, just action adventure and, and, and intrigue. And, uh, you're not sure where the story is going to go and all these, uh, you know, amazing, uh, interactions and it's a very bond, it's very bondy, you know, comic book, but, uh, the art is, um, I think, oh, uh, what's his name? I can't, I never remember his name. Uh, he did, uh, those great Garth Ennis Punisher books and, um, Dylan? No, 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 no. Uh, Jim Davis? No. <laughs> yeah, he, Jim Davis came out of retirement. <laughs> oh, that's chill. Uh, no, gosh, what's his name? Uh, Wait, so you're... Oh, it's uh, not actually... 
but it really looks like his art. Um, the artist's name is Luca Casalanguida. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. But it really looks a lot like um, the guy. Uh, what was the what was the Punisher? Oh gosh, hold on, Goran Parlov. Goran, yes, he really looks. I had to stuff. dig deep for that, Sal. You get one of those an episode. Google. <laughs> Uh, it, I did not it, Google. It, I pulled that right out of my ass. <laughs> it looks a lot like Gor like Goran Parlov's arts, which I love. Yeah, he's um, awesome. Really good. I, yeah, he he's did. A, I, did he? I think he did a Queen and Country arc. Um, he's great. Yeah, he's awesome. You would know. You'd be the one I'd go to, right? <laughs> and it's got some great covers. Uh, it has one cover that is by um, Aaron Lepresti, and it's a Starenko homage and it's really yeah. beautiful um but yeah it's just a really good like if you like james bond or or you know espionage action stuff it's it's just a very solid fun um james bond story yeah and i don't know that's that's kind of how i would describe christos gage as as a writer he always gives you like you know it's gonna it, you know it's gonna be Super solid, makes sense, be well paced, good dialogue. He's I think he's one of those overlooked writers from the last decade. I really I've enjoyed everything that I've read from Christos Gage. And he does a lot of he does a lot of IP stuff, you know, G.I. Joe, but didn't he he did and this is going back a long ways. He was doing a lot of Marvel stuff like the Civil War era stuff, but I always liked I always liked his work. Uh yeah, I, I, I don't remember um but yeah, he's just super solid. It's it, it was probably like midway through the third issue, and I'm like, this is a really good Bond story. I just yeah, it just really hit me. It's like this is really good. This is a this is um you know hell yeah <laughs> yeah it's exactly what I did it. Children, I, I fist bumped a couple kids. Come come here. <laughs> This is a good James Bond story. This is this is James Bond. I don't know. Maybe, how... maybe Amazon can turn it into a James Bond uh... film. Do they? Oh, own... now that they bought MGM or whatever. Oh, yeah. that's oh shit! That happened, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, does that come with the broccoli family stuff? I don't think so. I do not think so, Tom. I think I heard like an NPR story that the Bond stuff is not included in that. Oh my god. Okay, whatever. Yeah, because it's it's the broccoli family that owns broccoli. the film the film rights to that. I always thought that was the funniest thing of a James Bond movie is when you would see the the broccoli name come up as mm -hmm. executive. It's like that's such a what a dumb name. You have the dumbest name. People you're you're super yeah. You're named yeah. after a horrible vegetable. Yeah. Every movie though. Every movie. It's always the name. The broccoli. Mm -hmm. Uh, does Amazon now own like MGM resorts and hotels? Or is Probably, it yeah. They I, imagine. I mean, it's still in the process of being figured out, done, yeah, finalized. Cool. That means all that shit's going to Amazon Prime. Their movie catalog just got huge. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't care. care. It's yeah. I mean, the the, the corporate <laughs> the, the the corporate takeover is going to happen probably in my seventies or eighties. It at at this point, I don't care. I'm just going to buy into it because I want to watch like movies and TV and it already all of that. So you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your children, both of you. So speaking of uh, 
corporate takeover. No, I, actually, I wanted to go back to something you had mm-hmm. talked about earlier. I just wanted to, before I forget, on Apple TV, there's a documentary I started watching that I think you'll like called 1971, The Year of mm-hmm. Music That Changed the World or something yeah. like that. Yeah, um, it's like really good. Really, music. Yeah. Is it good? Uh, it's it's excellent. It's yeah. It's I haven't watched yeah. the whole thing, but what I watched, I'm, I'm shocked uh, because for you that's pre-punk, <clears throat> so I would imagine that you would not care about it as much. Oh, I'm a huge classic rock fan. What are you okay. talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic rock and punk. I don't just like punk. I mean, yeah. um, that would no. Be too punk. Well, one of the the main narrators is Chrissy Hine. Um, oh yeah. And she starts, it starts off with her telling a story of, which I didn't know about her, um, of her like getting gassed at Kent State. And, oh, uh, she was at Kent State? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she's, she's from Ohio. She was at Kent State and yeah, she yeah. got gassed and, and yeah, it was just like, and she was telling that, that, that's how the documentary opens is her telling Yeah, which that. was 60. 68 early 69 you're gonna make me yeah, yeah i don't remember yeah yeah it's time like, to search google 68 yeah. i think it was 68 it was the year woodstock which was 68 i thought that was 69 no it's, oh god damn it <laughs> sorry 1970 guys may 4th 1970 was kent state yeah oh what was, what was woodstock that was 69 Wasn't it history, guys? Nineteen fifty-nine. Yeah. No, uh, but I no, just we're, because the, the the CSNY song that um, that references Kent State. I thought they played that at Woodstock. Ah, way off. Okay, whatever. That'd be pretty. That'd be pretty. <laughs> Moving <crazy>. on. <laughs> Holy shit, guys! I think I always knew Crosby, Stills, Nash, and your song. Yeah, Crosby, yeah. Stills, Nash, and Young. I was always suspicious. And, all, and it's Crosby Stills. It's, Cros- it's Crosby Stills Nash and sometimes young. Sometimes young, especially that Graham Nash, squirrely little British guy. British dude, what was he doing in that? Yeah, band? what the fuck was he doing? And yeah, creep. Don't trust Stephen Stills either. <laughs> anyway, they caused it. They sang that song like mm-hmm. when they sang that song on Woodstock. Nobody, everyone was like, "What the fuck is this about?" It? <laughs> And they're, they're like, yeah, they're like wait, shit. just wait, just wait, guys. You're gonna find out. You're gonna love yeah. this. You're gonna, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Didn't Dad in Ohio? What? Did, <laughs> what, he, what he, yeah, that's the song. Yeah. Uh, did Did Piper go to Kent State? I. Why do you keep asking me questions? I have no memory. I'm 50 years old. Like I, I can. Think, like I fucking I know think, where. I think Will, Will Piper. Tell me where he certainly no, I, didn't I, go in 1971 or 1970. No, I, no, he's just a baby. Him. That's ridiculous. But I think he went to Kent. Oh, for God's sake. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Tom, did you read any comics this week? I read a Crosby, Stills, and Nash comic book. <laughs> no, uh, I caught up on Strange Adventures. I'm looking up to see if Crosby, Stills, and Nash sang that song at Woodstock. No, there's no way they. It's impossible that they sing it at Woodstock. I'm just saying, I'm just saying guys. What's the name of the song? It's. Uh, Let's get off of this, please. I never want to. Never want to talk this much about Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Watch Over. the documentary. It's in it. Uh, Thank you. So I will watch it. 
Cop and Strange Adventures. Um, when you say you Ohio caught up, is the name of the song. Oh, I'm sorry. This is what we get when Chris doesn't read any comics all week. He talks yeah. nonsense. Sal, you're going to no you're, you're in charge tonight, Sal. It is your job to keep this thing on the rails. Turns out the preparation is like, don't talk about Crosby, Stills, and Ash <laughs> the whole fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be preparing other topics other than Crosby Stills Nash so yeah I read up to uh, issue 10 is that the newest one I believe that so was a couple of behind yeah it's good in the I'm, Tom King corner you know I think I'm behind an issue oh I won't spoil it for you it's fucked up though man oh yeah. shit yeah it's like it's like when Crosby Stills and Nash sang that song <laughs> it's stuck wow. same thing wow. weird no, you know, Tom King, you know, doing fucked up shit to characters. And what, what he, he does. Kind of what he does. Kind of what he does. It's his thing. That's his corner. He what's, owns that. What's Mr. Miracle's safe word? If we're uh, talking about <laughs> Sam- <laughs> yeah. Samurai. Uh, Mr. Miracle? That's- that guy fucks. <laughs> <laughs> so no, he's in the bondage. I mean, come hey, on. No. And he's Adam got a, Strange. He's got a big yeah, old sucks. wife. Big yeah. Barda. I mean, her name's yeah. literally big in the internet. Yeah. It's like Adam Strange. Uh, so, so of course he had to leave Earth. He was probably Earth Virgin. <laughs> Earth Virgin. Has never had sex on Earth, only on a foreign planet. Chicks are easy on. Yeah. Um, Does that mean technically Ron, he's still an Earth Ron. virgin? He is an Earth virgin. I mean, that's how I choose to interpret the story. Is that it's mostly about? I mean, in a sense, the story is about like a dude who's never did shit on Earth, who's a hero someplace else. Yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah. That's what the story's about. I mean, it's. I mean, if you look at it, that is that is like like prime teenage boy fantasy is I'm a nothing here, but somewhere else I'm a, like a god. Well, it's all comic right? books. What do you well, think? Sure. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what all three, com- that's the alter. alter I always loved yeah. three Richards because I always want to be a workaholic. <laughs> I want to neglect my family. <laughs> Nobody could stretch and he had this beautiful yeah. hot blonde wife. I always wanted my wife to come in and I'm like working and my beard is longer and I'm like, ah, I've almost solved it. And then, like, I shrink my family and like send them into an alternate dimension or something. That's like that's like that's like dinner at the Cater's household. Yeah, I see you doing that in the kitchen. I've almost solved. It. I almost have it. I've been working for seventy-two hours straight. I've almost solved this problem. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, you know, like any Tom King book, you know, it's kind of funny we're talking about violence being so inherent to comics, right? Like it's a Comics are built around violence. Like, if you didn't have sure. violence in comics, like, what the fuck would you have? It's like about Batman beating the shit out of bad guys, or, you know, like, that's the very heart of it. So, Superman punching slumlords. Yeah, and like, uh, throwing, ripping up robots and shit. You know, that's what it's all about is violence. And, uh, you know, I, I think the cool thing he's done with Strange Adventures is, is like, he sets it very early that something very fucked up has happened. And you don't know what it is quite yet, but you know someone did something bad. And like he kind of draws it out for a while of like, who is, you know, what did Adam Strange do? What did his wife do? You know, like 
what is the the thing that we don't know yet and in the last issue we kind of maybe start to see what the thing is that we don't know you know about adam strange and it's bad he doesn't <laughs> go down yeah he doesn't also he does not uh, perform oral sex no dc heroes no no dc heroes do none of them heroes don't do that heroes don't do that um but yeah it's good lots of good art yeah it has, you can see with, it. it has something to do with their kid right because that's yeah. they, they they continue to sort of you know her she's gone uh yeah they say she's dead killed by the picts perhaps but you don't know exactly sure. so yeah it's been cool like uh reading it knowing something bad has happened and you don't quite know what it is and like you keep kind of circling around what it could be and now you're starting to kind of find out just get to the what, point tom what king. it is yeah come on tom king what the fuck dude 10 issues of this shit <laughs> god damn it waiting tell me what happened did he kill her do you did think someone kill- do you think with this story i mean I think Tom's so good, and and obviously Doc Shaner and, and uh, um, Mitch, yeah, Mitch, Jerds, Jerds. Um, they're so good at what they do that you know the while you're you're sitting waiting for sort of the answer, um, that doesn't you know I don't know that that's like. It's the journey, right? A little bit, a little bit more so than necessarily that final. Or do you think yeah. people will, will, you know? Of course, people will find a way to be disappointed because that's what we do uh, yeah. as comic book fans. But you, you know, he's sort of building up. He does this with with, with a lot of his books, where he kind of gives you this mystery. They're all sort of, you know, whether it's Mister yeah. Miracle, whether it's uh, um, Sheriff. Baghdad vision it, it's like there's this yeah. this mystery that you're waiting for and and eventually he does tell you what it is yeah, Rorschach is another one you know like mm-hmm. he's on, on you know peeling this onion as he tells the story but it's really kind of the you know personally for me it's the, he's so good at doing it they're so good the artists and and him working together are yeah. so good at it that it's like eh, I don't even it's like I it's a bonus it's a cherry on top like that, the end. Like I don't think Mister, like with Mister Miracle, I never really figured out that book. I, I have to read that book again because I never quite figured it's a, it out. It's a shame that book ultimately its end kind of got tied into what was happening in DC at the time. Yeah, because like nobody gives a fuck about what they were doing anymore because it's been more than like two years. So who gives a shit about? you know whatever event was happening you know so like i always thought the end of that was a little bit like convoluted or convoluted because they tried to fit it in kind of a little bit and i think there's a simpler i mean that's still my favorite tom king thing and mitch jared's thing is the mr miracle is you know I, i think it's such a good it's such a it it has like um a little bit of positivity to it, you know, in the end, Mr. Miracle kind of like chooses not to escape and that's okay. That's like what he, he's all right being trapped in sort of this world. That's not like 
totally real. Like right. he accepts it. Like accepts his fate. yeah, and it's like kind of positive in a way, you know, of like um, you know, but so much of that book and so much of all the books he deals with is, you know, like the comics are full of violence, right? And it's casual the way we treat violence in comics, but like violence has an actual cost to people. Like not just the victims of violence, but people that whether you perpetrate violence, whether well, you've done something violent because you think you're right or because you think you've uh, you've been put in a position where you have to do it or maybe you're just a violent person or whatever it is, there is a cost to that that comics don't usually talk about, right? Like when Batman beats the shit out of a guy, like that's just kind of it, you know? Yeah. And it's not about like... Well, actually, if you're somebody <laughs> who does this all the time, right? You know, if you're, you know, Adam Strange and you've participated in this war where you did all these terrible things, you know, like, what's the cost of that? Of like doing these terrible things? Like, were you right to do them? Were you like, you know, like, I find that thread and even, you know, in Rorschach too, about like the idea of like, the when you commit an act of violence, you know, like it lingers, it doesn't just disappear when it's done. Like it does in a comic book. Like it is part of you and like it influences everything you do. Right. And it's like, that's so much of what the Adam strange book is about is like, mm -hmm. who's this guy who's a hero. He's like the, you know, model citizen. He goes off to this other world and saves everything. And we're all supposed to look up to him, but he's both, he's done something terrible then you don't quite know what it is the whole time, but you you're led to believe like something, this not something is adding up. Like, yeah. yeah, like something's happened. Like you're not quite sure what it is. Not, well, I mean, it's very, it's, I mean, it's very much, I, I would say a large portion of the American people's feeling on, you know, the last, you know, most of the last major conflicts that the U S has been in. Yeah. Yeah. The military, the US military has been in. It's like you're telling us this. There's yellow cake, you know, plutonium. You're yeah. telling us there's weapons of mass destruction. You're telling us that there are atrocities being committed. You're telling us that we're there for these good reasons. You're telling us, but we know there's something. And, and <clears throat> you know, whether or not we know it and accept it and sort of, you know, just sort of live with the delusion of it. Of like, listen, it's it is what it is. You know, I like my iPhone, and I accept the fact that somewhere there's someone I don't know who's probably a child making pennies a day. That you know what yeah. I mean? It's that sort of like, as Americans, especially more than maybe most other countries, not all, but most. You know that we uh, we're aware that there's something wrong. And yet it's this living with that uneasy feeling, li living with that, you know, whether you accept it or whether you fight against it, you know, it's, it's there. Well, and also in the last issue, they really do get, he gets really to the point about sort of like not only that uneasiness, because it kind of works on two layers, right? There's the things that you, the interesting thing about this story, right? Is, is the stuff you know and the stuff you don't know, right? And there's sort of, a meaning behind the stuff that you, the mystery and a meaning behind what you know, what Adam Strange did, right? So the story, you know, there's this alien race that's invading earth called the Picts 
and Adam Strange fought them on Ran and drove them off. And like the Justice League believe that he's committed, so he's done something terrible. So right. like to defeat during them, that right? time. During that time, right? And they really lean into it in the book where they show people on Earth. They're like, well, maybe we need someone like Adam Strange and right. to like do that, right? So it's like sort of like this, there's the uneasiness of like some people embrace that uneasiness as like that might be the solution. But then there's also like the other layer of the story where it's like you we don't know yet really what he did. You right. think you know what he did, but something more awful might have happened so it's it's just interesting the way they've sort of played it out and like drawn it out and it's just that whole book is so uneasy when you read it because you kind of feel like you're about to find something out bad really bad and like you don't know when it's coming right so it's sort of 10 you kind of start getting to it do you really want to know yeah and and 10 you there's a reveal i'm not going to spoil it for you right but like a reveal of what it could be that adam strange did which is terrible and like you start to be like oh my who knows two more issues left maybe that isn't you know right right what the thing is hardcover well it is it is you know i think we talked about this before it's like tom writes very complex books in the in the sense of like he's not you know, most of his books are not dealing with the typical sort of good guy versus bad guy. Batman beats up the Joker or, you know, whatever, that kind of a thing, the black and white uh, area of, uh, you know, of fiction, uh, especially superhero fiction. You know, he's dealing with the grays in between of real life. And mm. that's not for everybody. I, I mean, I think a lot of people a lot of comic book fans especially i think read for more of a escapist you know um enjoyment than yeah. and there's nothing tom, wrong tom, tom can kind of be like watching the news because it's i mean so in the moment in a, a, you know a lot of it, it or it well, feels that way you know you know it's like it's not always easy to deal with existential crisis <laughs> You know, of of like, sure. do you know what your government's doing? Do you know what your heroes are really doing to be heroes? Do you, do you know what you know what I mean? I like, mean, it's 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 the reason yeah. why people. It's the reason why Blue Lives Matter exists because people can't accept or don't want to deal with the idea that the people that protect them or that they've been told have protected them are yeah, also may not, may not be the good guys. You know, well, in every yeah, in every <clears throat> you know instance. So it's it's yeah. it's that uh you know it's it's cognitive dissonance and mm-hmm. and it's difficult and it's also complex it, you know it's like it's, I, it's I, I would love to ask tom if, if this is therapeutic for him because he's he's ex-cia you know he's you know is this a way of him kind of like you know exercising the stuff that he's been around <laughs> and known for a long time you know what i right. mean is it him dealing with his ptsd but I also want to say that they, they do like a really great job of um you think they you know the way they split the art between um Doc Shaner and um Mitch, like you think Doc Shaner's doing the heroic stuff, but turns out that's not the heroic stuff. <laughs> that's the bad stuff that you're yeah. slowly starting to realize is the story about what's the awful thing that yeah yeah i don't think i i I always took it as like it's uh 
it's their version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They see it through Doc Shaner's, yeah, you know, very and nostalgic. That, yeah, and at first you're kind of like, oh, I see where the division is. But as yeah, you go yeah. farther yeah. along, you start to get like, wait a second, like this isn't matching up. Like something here is you're not getting that's not the true story, right? Like that's that's the part that like in in the you know last issue, like stuff happens that you're like, oh, this doesn't seem super heroic. This seems like there's a slide, right? Of like He's things that happen <laughs> where you know where you feel like maybe you've been sort of like, oh, the parts where we're looking at Mitch's art is sort of like, ah, oh, this is the weird gray area, like reality and the nostalgic sort of view of like Adam Strange being the hero. And you're starting to realize that that isn't such a clean division between right. those two, those two styles of art. Like they've been sort of mixed the whole time and you've slowly, or at least I've slowly started to realize, Oh, we've been sort of sliding into <laughs> like, actually this part, the horror. Of yeah. The horror. It's going to yeah. be yeah. the bad part. Like we're going to get to it. Like, what's going to happen. Yeah. So I, I just true. think that's been like a really interesting way of like almost a misdirect with the style of art of like, oh, okay. Like I thought it was this, but as you go along, you're starting to realize it's either a lie or you're going to get, or even like, yeah, like I said, in the last issue, you kind of start getting like, oh, okay. Like this seems like that's very heroic all the time. <laughs> I was I found it interesting the like I said I think I'm on issue nine and yeah. you know the the sort of une some of the uneasiness for me is like watching you know what it looks like like his wife princess yeah uh, whatever Al Alana Alina I forget yeah. something like that I'm a um, how she's you know complicit and possibly the motivation mm -hmm. behind you know whatever this horrible thing is you know what i mean she's very um uh i don't know the word she's she's um very patriotic for ran mm -hmm. seemingly you know uh is is gymnastic she's you know that that she's very mm -hmm. gymnastic she's she you know believes that the pike are evil and that's it there is no you know there is no they're the good guys you know we're the good guys they're the bad guys there's no in between and they must be destroyed um and it's that's been an interesting thing you know him using her in that way and and uh which i i wouldn't expect necessarily in this sort of day and age like for uh, if you're going to use her, you know, which in, in times past in comics, you know, past is like that character was just there for Adam rescued. Yeah. To be rescued. Exactly. <laughs> like every like herself. She has no care. She's had no character. And so, you know, it's like, oh, she has a much bigger part of this, but it's like, oh, this isn't a, this isn't a heroic moment for her. You know, this, yeah. Yeah. Both, you know, possibly you know, horrible or, you know, she may even be more, she may be manipulating him and, and, and sort of dictating his, you yeah. know, she's certainly protecting his image now. Yeah. She's certainly doing, you know, a lot of kind of na underhanded things. 
um to protect his image so it's yeah it's a really interesting story so far and 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 like i said it, you don't see many other superhero stories along these lines this complexity of of things and um yeah i'm i'm a you know well we've talked about tom king too maybe, much probably probably at this point too much i mean maybe more than any other writer uh you know mm. in, in recent years since we've come back like he's you know he's certainly given us a lot to talk about though mm. um he always makes you think yeah sometimes too much god damn it tom Tom, I just want to sit back and relax. <laughs> just punch no. somebody. Confront, confront Joe, your complicitness in violence. Right. Joe G <laughs> says, uh, it used to be that the JLA could repel a whole in alien invasion without any casualties on either side. Hey, that comes up in issue 10. <laughs> oh, does it? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. It's interesting that, the way he handles and uh, Wayne Masso uh, wanted to let us know that the Wayne. song you were looking for was Woodstock. <laughs> That's what so, I thought. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. I'm kidding. Um, I read it's another o- book. It's, that was- it's Ohio. The name of the song is Ohio. Yeah. Uh, uh, I read another book which was pretty interesting, and it and it's um, it's sort of. It's similar in 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 very tertiary way to Adam Strange. It's called uh, the Six uh, Sidekicks of. Now I can't I can't even remember the goddamn Trigger. Oh gosh, I should really have looked this up. Trigger Watson or something like that. Trigger Keaton. The Six Sidekicks of Trigger Keaton. And um, I really had fun reading this book. It's. Basically, the idea is... Oh, it's written by Kyle Starks with art by Chris Schweitzer. Um, It is an image book. It's it's the first issue, I think, of four. And basically, the idea is there's this uh, rough-and-tumble cowboy guy named Trigger Keaton who um, uh, makes a shit ton of, like... 70s and 80s action movies he's a huge action action star although they don't really place it in that time frame they don't ever i don't think explicitly say what year it is that you're reading this book but you get that feeling um and over the years he's had different sidekicks uh for the movies um and he he treats them all like shit he's just an asshole and he kind of treats everybody like shit and then he ends up dead and the and the one sidekick the 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 former sidekick um kind of plays detective and and figures out that he was murdered so now they're he's trying to get the rest of the sidekicks to help solve the murder and uh it was it was in the same way of like you know uh you know kind of looking at um looking at like Hollywood the same way that Tom King is looking at Dr. Uh, Adam strange, you know, looking at sort of like action stars or maybe a John Wayne or, or, um, yeah, probably John Wayne. That's probably the most, you know, sort of, uh, comparable I would think. But, uh, and then the, all the, the, the sort of sidekicks that he had throughout the years of different movies and, 
maybe you know he how these they portray someone on a screen and everyone loves them but the way that they treat people in real life is, mm-hmm. is not always the best and and um the 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 story is interesting because it's like well why do you even why do you even want to know who who you know who killed this guy like, why do you even care he was such an asshole but um uh it's it's a really funny book i mean it's not it, it's not deep in the sense of like strange adventures is it doesn't have that sort of you know complexity to it it's much simpler it's much more kind of uh it's actually it, i think uh uh, Kyle Starks has written a lot of animation because it has a very um, like Adult Swim sort of feel to it, even the the art style a little bit. Um, but the dialogue specifically, it felt very much like a cartoon, like like an um, BoJack Horseman or something like that, mm-hmm. where uh, real sort of snappy, you know, mm-hmm. one liners. Yeah, a lot a lot of a lot of reverend stuff. So real funny though, and and it was. It was a, um, you know, it was a, I don't know. Yeah. If you like, if you like adult swim stuff like that, I think you'll like this book. That's all I can really, it was fun. It was, it was a fun sort of a, you know, adult, uh, you know, and some action, a lot of fighting and stuff in it. Some of it real, some of it fake, you know, kind of thing. You know, I, I, I've yet to finish uh, BoJack Horseman. It is um, the the show that I watch whenever I'm on an airplane, and it's the only time I watch it. And, and I just I, I I binge watch BoJack Horseman on airplanes, but it's the only place I ever watch it. You know, BoJack Horseman is maybe the only show where I always watch the intro, the titles, the song. Oh, it's amazing! It's awesome. But it's the it's same hypnotic. thing. It's it, it's it's, I, I, it's it's fucking groovy and hypnotic. It really is, and it also is like yeah. the perfect uh, feel. Like it has the the absolute mm-hmm. um, most amazing vibe of that show. Like it tells you mm-hmm. exactly what that show is. Yeah, uh, with yeah. with that song, that weird like layered. It's tech- like an altered state of being song. Yeah, and him just sort of floating through everything. It's, it's the song sounds like it's being played backwards. Yeah, it's, right. It's, it's yeah. Just, I, but I always watch it. I I've watched. I haven't finished that series, but I've watched a lot of episodes, and I I, I found myself always watching the intro. I'm like, I really like this. <laughs> I don't know why I like this so much. Yeah, yeah. It's very. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm wa- I'm watching the episode where BoJack is trying to be a better person. But his vices pull him down. That's the episode I'm watching. Uh, that's isn't that all of them? That's yeah. That's it's kind of like the episode of Three's Company where there's a misunderstanding. Ah, uh, mm. gotcha. Uh, Wayne asks, "Wasn't the Kubert's Adam Strange Prestige miniseries a bit dark, like Truman's Hawkworld?" I don't know. Uh, Can't remember. I don't know if I ever read that or not. Wayne, you just you just proved your your comics fandom probably trumps mine, if not all three of us at the moment. Yeah, I don't know that I ever read read that. I book. don't think I read either one. Of I those. think I did, and I don't remember it. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they've there's been so many. The Man of Two Worlds was that. Uh... There's been kind of always a lot of trying to make Adam Strange more interesting. I I still I still like the original the original ones. It's uh um who did those? Sorry, Tom, I'm going to the bookshelf. It's Carmine Infantino did the art. Is it, it's Carmine, yeah, right. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that Adam Strange is did even still us. No. I think uh John Broom wrote him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think. That's just off Gardner, the top of mind. Gardner, Gardner Fox. Gardner yeah. Yeah, is that he's your favorite because every Gardner Fox character sounds pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, always just like yeah. Gardner Fox. Great yeah. covers on the great uh, cover. The covers are always the <clears throat> fucking best. Here's <clears throat> yeah, I mean, great covers, awesome covers. But. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever really read much Adam Strange, to be honest. Oh. I've always found him to be kind of a blah character. Um, I don't know. I think I like uh, what's the character from Black Hammer that's basically Adam Strange? Oh, yeah. Colonel <laughs> Weird. Colonel Weird. I like Colonel Weird better. <laughs> is that, I pulled that name out. I don't know if that's... It is, yeah. Colonel, it is, it is Colonel Weird. And yeah, he's... He's probably a more realistic uh, Adam Strange because you, you do that stuff and, yeah, you're going to absolutely lose your mind. And he was the original Colonel Weird. Wasn't really that great of a guy either. Are any of us really no. that great of a guy? No, I'm a, I'm a dick. Well, uh, Joe G says Kubert's Adam Strange was everyone on RAN was crazy except Adam. Which Fun story. One story. Isn't that, yeah, I think um, that, that kind of sums up a war, maybe. Everyone's crazy but you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, if I've ever really read any extended amount of Adam Strange other than this series. I don't, I don't know that I have. Yeah, he'd, like, pop up in Justice League and stuff. Oh, and gosh, like... no, there was the Pascal... What's Very? the... Um... No, no, there. Uh, Planet Heist was awesome. And who was the artist that did Planet Heist? I don't, dude. I don't remember anything. Looking yeah. to see if wasn't I there Adam? Was there Adam Strange stuff you, in the uh, Wednesday comics? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, Tom, you read Planet Heist, right? Yeah, like ten years ago, probably last time I read it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was really good, and it was yep. the shit the artist. And I I haven't seen him do stuff in a long. Uh, Andy Diggle wrote it. God, who's the artist Diggle. on it? Um, Andy Diggle wrote it. Jock. Uh, Pascal Ferry. That's what I said. Oh, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't hear you. You said no. <laughs> no I said, you yeah, said Pascal. I said Ferry. You said no. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> yes, it was Pascal Ferry. When was the last time you saw Pascal Ferry doing mainstream comics work? That dude was awesome. Yeah. Right, that's still awesome. You just keep asking me questions I have no answer for. <laughs> Tell me. 
I do that with my wife all the time. She's like, you have a supercomputer sitting a foot away from you. Stop asking me. <laughs> I would have to agree with her. Stop asking me questions. I don't know the answer to Chris. <laughs> can't answer it. It's called Google, Kent asshole. State. When? What year was Kent State? <laughs> uh, nineteen seventy-one or nineteen? No, nineteen. You're wrong. Nineteen seventy. The, <laughs> yes. the song yeah, Ohio came out in nineteen seventy-one. So, sorry. Oh my goodness. At at Woodstock. No, but yes, I'm sorry. I got my timeline fucked up. Let's sorry. wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> what have you read this week? <laughs> um, I think uh, I mentioned it last week. Kind of went back in time. Uh, back to the well of Mr. Mr. Alan Moore. Uh, I had never read uh, 1963. I had never even heard of 1963, which was a four issue series. I believe it's four issues. Uh, I just read the first for Kent State. Shut up. Uh, it came through uh, uh, Image Comics and it was uh, drawn by who did the art? Um, uh, Dave Gibbons did the inks and he was inking oh. over. The, 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 see, I told oh, you I was unprepared. Uh, Rick Veach. It's Rick Veach with Dave Gibbons inks. And um, it is, it's a mini series that Alan Moore did that it's kind of Who's clicking. It's kind of the, I'm sorry, I was clicking through pages. Um, Alan Moore's take on the early Marvel universe and the first one is kind of his reimagination of the Fantastic Four. And it's um, it's how you would want um, comics in the 1960s to have been written. What do you mean? Other than family <sighs> writing them? It's kind of, it embraces, it leans Why into would the I want Well, the thing, it leans into the Stan Lee voice but there's, st- I mean, it's such an Alan Moore comic. There's still a lot of substance and subtext to the dialogue. And it's obvious, it's paying homage, but also kind of poking fun at those 1960s Silver Age Marvel comics. What's kind of brilliant about it is that it really does have some crazy, awesome scientific concepts to it but in the Marvel 1960s voice. So you just kind of have to read it and go, wow, that was like this, you know, super misogynistic um, alpha male 1960s Marvel comic. But underneath it are these super complex concepts about, you know, time travel and multiverses. It's, it's neat. It's a neat. It's a neat comic. So I've got to get in and read the rest of them. Which you know, I think he uh, he takes a stab at Spider Man and uh, I think the Avengers. But this first one is very much the Fantastic Four, even though some of the roles have been have been moved around and, and that kind of stuff. It's it, it's it's an oddly interesting and cool comic, as you would expect from Alan Moore. One that will never be reprinted. Probably apparently. never, I would I would say. 
No, there's actually a pretty uh, boring story about it all. Alan Moore kind of pulled the plug on on uh, on that after getting pissed off at um, uh, what's it, Steve Bissett. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you can read about it. It's, there's a, there's a story out there you can read about. Like yeah. apparently yeah. they were they were gonna yeah. reprint. Yeah, it. I don't know. I went. I went in. Yeah, but but he said fuck that. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's it's cool. It's cool. It's it's definitely Alan Moore's take on on early Silver Age Marvel comics, but there's you know great great concepts in there, and probably a lot of uh, subtext that's his observations on on kind of the the sweatshop that was the Marvel bullpen, you know, at the time. So, How dare you? Yeah. How dare you disparage How? the great? Yeah, I would love the Mary. Love to hear the Mary Marvel uh, Clubhouse uh, marching uh, band. Yeah, Uh, I'd love to hear Tom's uh, thoughts on it. If you read it, Tom, it's. I think. I think you would. I think you, in particular, would enjoy this because of your love of Silver Age comics. All right, I'll read it and I'll let you know what what I think. Yeah, I think you'll dig it. I guess I don't matter. Yeah, no one cares what you think about this. <laughs> Tom, I, I talk to this guy twice a week. I don't really I, give a shit. I, think, so. I, I know exactly what he would think of this. Oh, God. Exactly. You know, every time uh, you say something, I think you'll really enjoy it. You're going to love this. You're wrong 100% of the time. Well, it's just you didn't dedicate the time to really paying attention to it. What was the last piece of shit you recommended? Utopia. Utopia. Oh, did you garbage. get? Did you even watch a fucking second episode? No. Nope. Nope. No, I refuse. No. Terrible. Terrible show. Not I've introduced worth. so many amazing things to your life, and Never. you're going to bring that one up. Never. Ever. Player. Player. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we be done with this? Mess? Please. Yes. Yes. yes, I gotta go. All right, there. guys. Uh, just a, a quick reminder: uh, if <laughs> if this was incredibly entertaining to you, you can get even more <laughs> by going over to Patreon.com slash Around Comics, uh, where we have all sorts of bonus content. You get uh, me talking to comic book professionals. You get uh, Tom talking about Silver Age comics. You get Sal. Uh, talking about what he thinks he's going to like or not like. And uh, once we get me and Sal talking about uh, TV and maybe movies and other stuff, uh, we decided uh, this past week that that MODOK just wasn't really getting the job done. Uh, Tom, Tom, a little MODOK face for me. Um, and uh, we switched over to Sweet Tooth. So we are uh, we're talking the sweet tooth now, and uh, I think we both enjoy it. Tooth, sweet, yeah, it's sweet good stuff. Tooth. So you can uh, you can check that out by uh, uh, subscribing at uh, Patreon and checking out our ACTV. Uh, that and uh, we're D and Dean again every other Thursday, I think. So um, yeah, so you can check out the ACD D&D. It's uh yeah, all that. So all right, so that's uh that's business. Anybody in regards else, uh, yeah, I was going to say in regards to Patreon, um hopefully soon I, iTunes is basically launching their own subscriber 
service to podcast creators and and i've been working trying to figure out how to do that so hopefully soon uh be on the lookout if you're if you're listening to the podcast on itunes if you download it on itunes you'll be able to subscribe to our bonus content that you would normally only be able to get on patreon but you could you'll be able to do it through itunes as well mm-hmm. or yeah. in in yeah. replace of Hopefully. And we love got, and we love and we love our patrons. Uh, but uh, yeah, if subscribing to iTunes is easier for you, uh, that's great. It's a great way to help out the show. We appreciate it. We do. Mm-hmm. I- All right. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back. Uh, look out for a, a Tom versus. Uh, check out the Chris Staros interview that just posted. Uh, we'll be more archive uh, episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. And all that. Yeah, classic, around. and uh, and uh, catch up on uh, Sweet Tooth. We're going to be talking about episodes three and four in the next uh, next episode of ACTV. So uh, there's all that out there. Um, always email the show, uh, chime in. We appreciate the folks that watch tonight and uh, and uh, left comments. We'll be back next Tuesday. Whew. In the meantime, in between time, <laughs> we're going to be everywhere in. <laughs> and around Modoc face. Modoc. Tom. Tom's Modoc face. Uh, yeah. Everywhere.